Welcome to the Self-Care Creative Podcast, a show where I talk about the struggles, mental health, and work-life balance of creatives. I'm your host, Ray, and I hope you will follow me through a journey of figuring out a better life as a creative through deep dives into self-care topics and interviews with other creatives about the ups and downs. Sensory overload is something you might have heard about before, but it's mostly experienced by people with anxiety, ADD, ADHD, people on the autism spectrum, but there's something similar, not quite in like the medical sense, but like something of like overload that's happening to creatives very easily. If you have a creative mind that soaks up information and that is when you get so laser focused and obsessed with something that you get overwhelmed by it. You could compare it to hyperfixation. That's the, that's the closest thing I can come up with that would make sense uh, to compare it to. But hyperfixations are like usually things... Like, hyperfixations usually happen for people that have either have a mental illness like anxiety or depression or to people that are neurodivergent. But this is like very similar. I don't know if everyone that's having a creative mind experiences this. Or people experience this the same, but I know I experience it, <laughs> and I experience it a lot. I don't, I don't know if it has a specific name for people that are healthy, and still do that, <laughs> or if it's really just like hyperfixation. If that's the closest thing to it. Have you ever spent several days in a row to just research everything about something, and just every little piece of information, every googling being opened about that just so you like know everything about it because i've done that before when i researched how to start this podcast when i i oof, two years ago <laughs> i tried to find out how to uh how the freaking texas texas in germany work and taxes in germany are wild so i remember like sitting there for like almost a whole week like every day researching how this stuff works and like it consumed my mind every single day which is why i compare it to hyperfixation maybe i'm looking back at this podcast in a couple weeks months years and i will have found the word for this and it isn't hyperfixation and i will probably judge myself for it but you know (laughs) anyway it's not quite burnout or something that would produce burnout because you only have it in little bursts and then it it's just over, but you definitely feel stress symptoms while and after it happens. Like, I remember when I researched the whole taxes thing, I just... I mean, wow. I, I, I think I did that for like five or six days in a row. And I I remember just... My, my brain was mashed potatoes every evening and especially after the entire week of doing that. And... I, I I had all the stress signals, all the anxiety signals. I mean, at that point, I still had like my anxiety disorder very, very prominently. Th- that was not <laughs> was not a good combination of things. But even now that I don't really have my anxiety as much anymore, I talked about this. You, if you had mental illness once, you have the structure in your head to have all these 
functionings not functioning right is functionings even a word we will never know if it's not a word i just made it one but yeah your your body will still feel stress signals but like over when you when your research trip or like your hyperfixation whatever is over the main part of it the main research and being fixated on it is over there's no burnout it's just like maybe you're exhausted for a day but then it's fine which is why why i don't know i don't know if there's a name for this which is why i'm also kind of making this podcast because i'm sure someday someone will listen to this and tell me if there's a name for this that isn't hyperfixation because you know hyperfixation is a medical term pretty much i mean it's used for people with adhd and people on the autism spectrum like i said but i know a lot of people experience this where they just dive into stuff for like a week and then they know everything about it and then it's fine and it, they don't have autism or ADHD or ADD or, you know, maybe they have like a tendency for like anxiety, but like who doesn't nowadays? <laughs> there's a, there's a symptom of feeling co- going with this. That's usually like, a, it feels like restlessness. That's the closest thing I can compare it to. But you also have this drive to continue even, even though you're like restless and restlessness is usually like a sign to just you know, rest. <laughs> That's kind of a name. <laughs> but there's there are ways to deal with this, especially maybe not maybe not while you're in this hyperfixation, but after you come out of it. Because when you're coming out of like one of these hyperfixated states, you're you're exhausted, even if it's just for a day or two, and it's not a full on burnout. You will feel you will just feel like someone just like drove over you with a car. Like a truck just hit you or something. So I'm gonna share with you what I usually do after I had one of those weeks or sometimes it's two weeks of just sitting on my phone googling stuff and putting stuff into my bookmarks that I will never look at again. But you know, <laughs> I, I know that's something that a lot of people do. Like they, they look stuff up on, on Google and then they, they just... <laughs> Save it in their bookmarks and never look at their bookmarks again. <laughs> this is your weekly reminder to clean up the bookmarks in your browser. I did that recently, actually. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Things you can do to calm yourself down from this overwhelm. I think overwhelm is a good word for it. It's just, it's not a really sensory overload, but it's also not full-on exhaustion. You're just really overwhelmed by all the information you just learned. And the first thing you usually do when you just learn something and your head is full is journaling. I'm mentioning it once again, (laughs) journaling. We're just never gonna stop mentioning this. It's always gonna be the number one thing I will tell you after like meditation and journaling, (laughs) always. You will always hear these two things. Open up your notes app or Google documents or maybe your journal, but usually when your head is this full, your your thoughts are very fast and you might want to have something that you can write it down faster with. And just write everything on your mind down. Anything. It doesn't have to make sense. There's a writing style for journaling that's called stream of consciousness. And it's literally just writing down whatever crosses your mind and it, it doesn't even have to be connected. As long as it's out of your head, it's good. <laughs> That's usually what I do first thing when I'm noticing that I'm super overwhelmed. I just need to get like all the mess in my head to look less like a mess. And that usually like gets the adrenaline down a little bit. What also helps is a brain dump when you have a lot of tasks you want to do in your head. But like 
having all of them in your head makes you not do any of them so you write all of the tasks down and then prioritize them because wow you don't realize how many tasks and uh, things you have to do you have in your head until you do a brain dump that's by the way from the book getting things done i'm pretty sure it's a good book but it's a book i can't seem to finish um <laughs> you should really look up uh on youtube a vid like videos on getting the getting things done technique because those explain it way better and way faster than a book and it's a really good system that might be something for you that's just like that wasn't even when the journaling part of this but that might help you stay a little bit more um clear in your day-to-day -day life and brain dumps really are like a weekly thing in that system but moving on the second thing you should do after having one of these hyperfixation overwhelm trips is a self-care or mindfulness day being overwhelmed always comes from living too much in the future or the past you either overthink the past and what you did wrong or what you could have done better or you think about what you could do in the future and all the freaking possibilities of what could happen with what you just learned and whatnot. And the only way to get rid of that overwhelm after you journaled everything down is meditation and taking it slow and taking care of yourself. <laughs> and I don't mean like the the kind of self-care that's just self-indulgence. I mean, that's also important. Do that a little bit. But self-care is also just doing hard things. <laughs> Planning goals. And I mean like in-depth. I don't mean like, oh yeah, I want to like lose weight by this and this time. But like making a game game plan. Uh, what else? Like the big thing at self-care, in my opinion, is making appointments. Like doctor's appointments. And if you just learn something that's for business or for your creativity, just doing like doing what you just learned in theory is also an act of self-love because you let yourself not just save the information but also do it so you can develop. That's an act of self-love actually. I'm currently researching a little bit more about self-love because that's a very important topic to me but I clearly don't know enough about it yet. That's that's gonna be a couple a couple episodes in the next season we'll probably about this. The third thing you can do is reprioritize. That's something you will have done with your to-do list. But you should also do that with life areas. Because usually after you have went on like a hyperfixation bender <laughs> I don't know if I should call it that, but after you, after you did something like that, you usually you, you kind of neglected other life areas when you were like laser focused on something, on learning something, on developing, planning something. You need to reprioritize after that because you just brought the entire balance out of whack. And that means you need to prioritize maybe family, friends, health. I know that when I do these things, I usually do not eat good things. <laughs> and I do not spend enough time with family. So find out and figure out where like the whole like life areas are currently in your life. There's a really good exercise for this that's called Level 10 Life. It's like a couple areas of your life when you look at which level they currently are, like from 1 to 10. It's really good exercise, you can look that up. I think I made a video about it once. I don't know if that's still up though. <laughs> if it's still up, I'll probably link it in the show notes because I'm sure that was in English. At least like, I mean, I don't talk in the video, but it's like uh, explained, I think. The fourth thing you can do, I kind of mentioned that already 
with the self-care and self-love part, but make an action plan, make a game plan. Whatever you were laser focused on, it doesn't matter if you just learned about it, if you can put it into practice, right? I, I, at least if it's something you should normally put in practice after you learned it. Like, for example, I, I sometimes have entire days where I just research marketing and content strategy because I have a blog and I love doing social media. And just reading about it is nice and all, but like you also need to actually make a plan to practice what you just learned. Yeah, write a list of like things in detail, like step by step, what you need to do next with what you just learned. So that's out of your mind. So you don't think, like, I, I know when I learn new things, I'm like, okay, how can I implement this into my life? And that's like in my head for a couple of days after I learned everything. So the best way to get rid of that is actually making a plan and implementing what you just learned <laughs> because sometimes we learn things and we're just like oh yeah that's cool i want to implement that into my life and then we never do and then we're like oh yeah three weeks later and we're like oh yeah i still want to implement it into my, into my life but i forgot half of it already yeah that's not good make make an action plan <laughs> and the fifth thing that i will recommend to you that i re re will recommend to anyone that's ever overwhelmed is talking to others about what you're overwhelmed about because overwhelm doesn't just come from having just learned a lot of things overwhelm com comes from all types of feelings and whatnot overwhelm is just very it's like a pile up of emotion and the best way to get rid of a pile up of emotion is usually either or not not either first writing everything down and second talking to someone about it after writing down didn't help as much as you thought it would have helped talking to others about what you learned I get it, it can be hard, especially if the person is not really into the same things that you are into. <laughs> Which is why it's good to have friends in different uh, areas of life, for different areas of uh, interests. For, for example, I don't really have anyone to talk about marketing with. That's just... I just write that down in my journal and uh, that's it. But there are other things like mental health. When I learned something about mental health, like the topic of self-love, like I just mentioned, I talked to someone about that, like, oh yeah, I just learned this and I learned uh, things about myself while learning this and it's overwhelming me. You don't need a therapist for that. You can talk to like family or friends or like people on the internet. I mean, you know, we're, we're living in 2021. It's, it's what it is. Talk to others. I don't know how many times I've been overwhelmed by anxiety, by depression, by a passion, and I just talked to someone online and I was, I feel, I felt like 10 times better. Writing or talking to others always helps. <laughs> That's like the universal answer to anything and everything, honestly. That will, that will also be mentioned a lot in here. Like, if I interview others about their struggles, they will probably say, oh yeah, I talked a lot with friends and family. That's just the universal answer to a lot of problems, it's just connection. Talking it out and having someone answer to you with compassion or with a clearer mind. Sometimes your brain just needs to dump it all back out to organize it and make it seem less daunting. It's also weird, like when you talk to yourself out loud or like journal things down, things get organized differently by your brain than when you talk to a person because you you need to articulate yourself differently when you talk to a person so your brain automatically gets more clarity while it has to articulate it for another person this is a very weird effect that that's also like helpful in in therapy and all like when you when 
and we'll never forget the first few times I went to therapy like a good therapist and I talked about my problems and while I was talking I was like realizing things because I had to explain them differently because the person didn't know me like my entire life or anything. That's the same principle that's used for like overwhelm or creative overwhelm like I call the, this hyperfixation thing. You just want to transform your overwhelm into like neat little piles of things that make sense. Oh, I want, I want some, someone to quote this. <laughs> that was a great, that was a great thing I just said. <laughs> I just, that's a good visual, like neat little piles. I also just realized talking to others could also mean you talk to a professional in that field to get clearer on the the things you just learned like when you let's take the marketing example talk to someone that's in working in marketing or is a marketing coach or when i i remember when when i when i researched taxes in germany at some point i was just like you know what i'm gonna go to like a an, an actual accountant and let myself be explained into what i actually need of this knowledge <laughs> like i remember going to this accountant and Half of the things I learned I didn't actually like ever need in my life pretty much. So like sometimes it really helps to actually do like your research and then talk to someone that has already done this years before and is way way more well versed on something. Especially when it's about like finances and taxes. <laughs> wow, I remember coming out of that appointment and just wow my mind was blown yeah that also helps a lot with clarity it's just talking to someone that's been that's been through the same research that you just did in way too short amount of time to actually have clarity on what you just did because you bombarded your own brain with new information but we like to do it don't we i mean i feel like creative people always want to learn as much as possible i feel like especially in the world as it is right now we want to learn as much as we can as fast as we can because capitalism and capitalism wants us to be productive and because everyone is productive yes yeah, more competition and competition usually creates creativity and innovation and this is why people usually want to learn three to four languages in your life um <laughs> there's oh, i love how complex things always are like there's so much layers to why things are the way they are in a generation or in humanity on its like in itself i remember when i this thing also applies to like learning languages actually like we have these bursts of wanting to learn a language and then we do it for a week or two and then we lose interest again or we don't lose interest but we're overwhelmed this is also a kind of creative overwhelm but yeah i feel like a lot of us just want to learn as much as we can at once and then we're just getting into this weird limbo of feeling overwhelmed and exhausted and restless for a couple days it's isn't 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 really healthy but it's getting more and more normal especially like i feel like with generation zero we we soak up so much information because we're on twitter instagram tiktok the amount of things i'm not i don't even have tiktok downloaded on my phone but the things that do get like uploaded on twitter or people put into the Instagram stories that I learn stuff from. Oof. Like, we learn so much on the side. It's not just, I mean, that also can have a negative effect because there's so many numbers that are, you have in your brain. It's just 
wow. I mean, it's great if you want to discuss about things, especially if it's like political knowledge. Um, but wow, like overwhelm is like a constant state. And then when you like also research something you're into currently on top of that, there is no wonder you feel super overwhelmed. Do, do your journaling, do your self-care and mindfulness, do your life area priorities, do your action plan and talk to others because wow, <laughs> it's normal in the current world to just be overwhelmed, especially with the pandemic. I mean, I hope someday someone will listen to this and the pandemic will be in the past because currently, wow, let's not talk about it. Yeah, just know that if you're overwhelmed, especially after like little hyperfixation weeks that's normal because i mean i feel like i can of often hyperfixation is actually the right wor word because people with anxiety are technically medically allowed like from a psychological standpoint to use the word hyperfixation a lot of people have anxiety and a lot of that, that, that i think if there would be better numbers and statistics and anxiety those numbers would be that that would be a sad number that statistic <laughs> because the current world really just wow um so if you like if you do that more and more recently thanks to like world news and pandemic i feel like that makes sense you could call it i i don't know if i would call that a coping mechanism i think i mean i guess it is a coping mechanism and because if you overdo it it's definitely catapulting you into burnout that's not good that's not good at all but like any any coping mechanism can be a bad coping mechanism when you do it too much the same goes for daydreaming i don't know a lot of people my age listen to this and i will probably make a future podcast about daydreaming daydreaming is technically healthy from a psychological standpoint but you can also overdo it, that's called maladaptive daydreaming, but there's so much uh, things people understand wrong about maladaptive daydreaming and a lot of people see it in black and white. But yeah, that's... <laughs> I will talk about... I, I will make an entire podcast on daydreaming because the stigma around maladaptive daydreaming, immersive daydreaming, normal daydreaming, like, this, it's so black and white, even from the psycho psychological... Not psychological, from the psychologists that write articles about it it's it's just wow there's no nuance anyway if you do these hyperfixation things as like a way of coping or you can identify it as a way of coping to like distract yourself from the current world that's okay that's normal a lot of us do that if that if they connect to your passions even better but maybe maybe you'll look that you don't do them too much because after after if you do that if you do that too much a self-care day won't help because you you'll just go straight towards burnout so remember rest is important it's also okay if you need to rest like four days in a row that's totally fine the pace isn't important your goal is like the way like the, the direction you're going and it's more important than the pace you're going that's a thing that i recently had to remind myself of a lot <laughs> especially when i researched for this podcast because one of the next episodes will be my first guest or my first three guests for this season and i never did interviewing before so i learned a lot about it and i'm still technically learning a lot about it but i'm just sometimes you need to tell yourself you know maybe i'm doing it imperfectly but i'm going in the right direction it goes also goes for the research part for the taking care of yourself part just remember perfectionism never helped anyone we're all human we all make mistakes we all struggle even if we don't show this but you know i could talk about these things all day which is why i made this podcast all the things i talk about in here at least on the solo episodes will connect to each other a lot because that's just a part of being human a lot of what i explain on here is 
connected to our psychological state of mind, our mental health, and the way humans just function. So like, yeah, it would be a bit weird if it didn't all connect to each other. But anyway, <laughs> that was a lot of rambling what that I did there. But sometimes I think that's important, even for you, especially if you listen in the middle of a pandemic. I feel like I'd rather give you a little bit of distraction by rambling than having you just sit there a little bit overly depressed. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm right there with you. I have I'm you know I'm open about how I'm feeling because that's kind of what this podcast stands for being open about struggle while you're struggling. And my god, if you follow me on Twitter, you know this, but recently, <laughs> wow. I have sometimes so many days in a row where I just I can't do th- stuff I, I do like one task a day and then it's god i can't <laughs> just laying down in bed and that i also made an instagram post about how uh how the work world how it's currently built is actually like really not healthy for people with mental illnesses and since there are so many people with mental illness it's only making mental illness worse and or bringing it back or whatever so like we kind of need to improve on, on that but like yeah that was another rambling another tangent (laughs) but hey at least i kind of blocked my instagram and my twitter which is always linked in the show notes by the way this this was a mess of an episode but that's just how i am sometimes (laughs) i go off script because i like going off script follow this podcast if you enjoyed my rambling or if you like the less rambly episodes (laughs) and you're waiting for the interviews rate this podcast on all the platforms you can rate podcasts on like apple podcasts for example and take care of yourself because uh, we currently all need to take more care of ourselves and pressure ourselves less bye